Good Kings of Anglia family and friends, how are you this uh, Monday morning, lunchtime, evening, afternoon, whenever you're listening to this? And uh, well, oh dear. Well, that wasn't the script, was it? That really was not the script at all. And it's made me very cross because um, we're looking so forward to the playoffs. We're still in it, of course. You can, you, all those who say we can't make the playoffs, you're wrong. We can. But, of course, obviously, in all seriousness, that's a bad result on Saturday. I'm Mike Bacon, La Porca de La Porc, La Porc, La Porc La Poncho. And I'm going to hopefully bring some little insight here with a couple of my KOA friends, good friends of mine. That's why I call them friends. They're, they're your friends as well. They're my friends. And uh, both of them still recovering from the disastrous Cambridge 1-0 defeat on Saturday. But... Uh, couple of absentees, of course, the Heathman, the Heathman still not with us, still but flying back from the Maldives as we speak. After he heard the results straight on a plane, he's coming home to sort this mess out, according to him. And well, and the doctor, well, Dr. Watson just had enough. He had enough. He just said, not coming on. I said, you can't do that. Can't do that. I'm in the hairdressers, he said. I'm in the hairdressers. Give me a call. So I gave him a call. No answer. Apparently, he's got about a three-hour appointment in there. I don't know what he does in there, but that's neither here nor there. But I am joined by two fantastic kings. Fantastic kings to join me today. One of them, of course, you, you, you'll see him with his camera. He's outside Port and He's starting to stand outside the hot dog stand. Well, he's done it again on Saturday. I don't quite know why he stands outside the hot dog stand um, next to Kevin Beattie's statue or wherever it is. And, but he must, he must eat all them hot dogs. And then he comes in, comes into Port and Road. He tucks himself down in the green zone. Then off he goes to the red zone. He takes pictures. He annoys everybody. He puts them up. He takes them down. It's Roscoe at Roscoe Media UK, whatever that means. Hi, Ross. How are you? I'm fine. And it's a, it's a hog roast, actually. So um, very nice the hog roast. I, I mean, um, I haven't tried it yet. Um, but yeah, it smells very nice. Is that it what does. you mean? Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, I'm always tempted to go and get one. I may get one just to do a review and let people know. I'm sure a lot of town fans go there because it's in prime location before they get into the ground. So have a hog roast. Why not? Have a hog roast. Why not? That's absolutely correct. Don't even think of putting it on expenses, though, Roscoe. Please, you're not going to start that 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 malarkey with us here uh, on the KOA podcast. But anyway, my and my and my my fellow guest, uh, my fellow guest, alongside a treat to have him back. Absolute treat to have him back. There's been there's been some 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 rare goings on while he's been away. Some rare goings on that he will need to address later on in the in the podcast. He's the Hutch man. He's the man who plays the Hutch. He has a Hutch and three Hutches, and also he has a shed. It's the Mister Andy Warren. Andy, how are you, sir? It's lovely to have you back. I hope you enjoyed your week off. I will explain everything when we come to the million pound picks. I promise. But anyway, that, that that's for that's for later on. Uh, how, how are you, sir? Uh, you've you've concerned me there. I dread to think what you've done with my money, but yeah, we'll get to that. I'm all I'm all good, thank you. Um, mm-hmm. They can't make the playoffs. Just to, I'm just going to put myself in your little camp that you you're not happy about. But we'll address we'll address the reasons why over the next forty five minutes or so, won't we? They can. They they yeah they can. They won't, but they can. So there we are. There we are. At. So thanks for listening to the Kings of Anglia podcast. Oh, no, no, I'm joking. Anyway, well, look, let's listen to let's 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 have a little chat about Cambridge United. Of course, I mean, what a oh, dear. What, I mean, I wouldn't I don't suppose like all Ipswich Town fans, you, you wouldn't mind if our playoff hopes had perhaps been diminished at Rotherham or at Wigan. Um, perhaps you would have sort of pretty well understood that. But oh, how disappointing to be diminished at home to Cambridge United for fans of a certain era. You can go back to the 1992 season when Ipswich won Division 2. Cambridge came and beat us then, I believe, at Portman Road or Drew and beat us away or whatever. They took points off us in that tremendous season 30 years ago. Um, 
but they did it to us on Saturday, Andy. And uh, well, have it your thoughts. Yeah, it's um, I guess it's a reminder of what happens if you if you fall short of your high standards, which which Ipswich did. We 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 know Kieran McKenna's teams have set themselves some some uh, some high standards over the eighteen games that he's been in charge. There's been so much to like. There is still so much to like, um, but not not enough of it in evidence. Um, in evidence in this game, we know goals haven't been particularly easy to come by for for this version of it of Ipswich and. Um, yeah, they didn't come by one in this game. And if you're going to be profound about it, if you don't score, you can't win. Um, and they allowed themselves to concede as well. So ends up in a in a in a one nil loss, which um, just a reminder of where town are. Um, and probably look, it's a terminal blow to the the playoff chances, isn't it? But let's let's be honest about it. Maths math still adds up to potentially getting in there, but um, all kind of rhyme and reason um, now says that that's, that's not going to be happening. And we're, we're thinking about season four of, of League One football, which back in sort of 2019, when this was all kicking off with uh, with Paul Lambert's Ipswich beating all before them in, in August and September and parts of October of, of, uh, of 2019, um, facing up to a fourth season of this wasn't... Um, wasn't in the script, was it? But there you go. No, absolutely not. Um, Ross, I saw you speak to a lot of the fans afterwards. Um, <laughs> there's a few very, um, very forthright opinions, uh, particularly about the referee, which we, we couldn't, we, I, mean, I don't know what editing you've done on your game day thing, but there's a few, as a, um, I, hope, I hope the referee doesn't listen to it. But anyway, it's neither here nor there. Um, no, fans weren't very happy, were they, uh, Ross? Very, very frustrated, I think is the word. Yeah, of course, you know, we've been 11 games unbeaten. Everything was, you know, shiny last week. What a performance. And, you know, it was like the weather. What a week a difference makes because it was a bit cold on Saturday. Sorry to bring the weather into it, but it's always got to be mentioned. Um, Yeah, it was a frustrating afternoon. Of course, a lot of people predicting 3-0, 4-0, the first hammering under Kieran McKenna. I felt that first 10 minutes, it sort of set the tone of what we were going to expect. And, uh, yeah, I think... Fair play to Cambridge. They played their game. And I think they deserved it overall, to be honest. Um, I don't think we should blame the officials because it is what it is in League One. Um, of course, a lot of town fans are not happy about the goal we were disallowed. But I think you, you can only see the angle of the stand you're in. So they probably thought, but they touched it last. And how how is an own goal offside? Um, but no, yeah, a lot of frustrating fans. And I think there's some fans who probably resigned to say, yeah, season is done and dusted let's enjoy the rest of the season looking forward to next one um and i'm gonna say i told you so because in december i said the season was dead and uh here we are you certainly did roscoe you you completely you did you completely smashed us all in in december when you said the season was dead which is extraordinary because we didn't quite know how we're going to do any more koa podcasts for the next sort of four months when the season was dead so we did actually i think i believe you were taken aside by the heath man and told you know you can't go saying that five months a season ago but anyway you were proved you may well have been proved correct though roscoe i'm, I'm, I'm fair play to you yeah, like, of course, I'm, I'm disappointed like anybody else. And there's still a chance, but as Andy said, probably not. Um, but yeah, I think there was always going to be a bad performance under McKenna. I don't think it was, oh, we've got to go into every game, clean sheets galore and, you know, win games and dominate. I think th- these performances always pop up at some point. And uh, it, the words that I think a lot of people are using is reality check, maybe, um, just to sort of say, 
we still don't have, the, as Danny said, the, the formula of League One. You know, there's some ugly teams in this division and um, that's the problem with town. We don't really play the, the ugly side of the game that often, which um, we'll get into, I'm sure, later. Well, yes, Andy. I mean, that's something I did what I talked to you about. I mean, because a, a lot of this is, of course, teams... You know, Portman Road's a fantastic place to come if you're used to only playing in front of five to seven, 8,000 every week and suddenly you come to 26. It's a bit like when people go to Old Trafford or they go to Anfield, you know, in the Premiership. You know, suddenly it's a tremendous thing. And, um, and so teams come to Portman Road and they do... People say they do up their game. They they have you know it's a it's a grand occasion. They, if the, and and lots of teams are very organised this year. Mark Bonner is another good manager. I mean these these managers are not to be poo pooed. You know that they, they they know what they're doing. They organise their teams accordingly, and it's up to Ipswich to break them down. They've had four years to get used to that side of it, haven't they? Well, three three years. Sorry, they've had three three seasons of teams coming to Portman Road to to do that. I actually I was actually really impressed with Cambridge. I I, I liked what they. That they'll 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 be going away thinking they've put in the perfect away performance. They they've come to Ipswich and won one nil. They they made one up one up top work really well. What they did particularly well, I thought, was was just nullify Town's right side, which which we know full well that if if Town are are kind of purring and Wes Burns and Janoid Danassian are having having some fun up and down the right side, or or Con- and Connor Chaplin's getting involved from the from the attacking side of things, the right side of attackers getting involved. If that wing is working for Ipswich, they're a real threat. But if they're not, we've seen it a few times. If if teams can take that away, it's a struggle, and that and that's what Cambridge did. They did a they did a good job, um, and they they can rightly go away feeling like they've they've done perfectly away from home. But had three years to get used to to teams coming to to town, and I think teams have done it much more. I don't think we're talking about teams shutting up shop here. This isn't. I don't think this is a Cambridge team that shut, that parked the bus or anything like that. It, that they were just, they were just physical. Yes, some dark arts involved with with a bit of time wasting here and there, which, which is frustrating. Yes, some of the refereeing decisions were very questionable at, at times. Um, the goal Ipswich scored in stoppage time. There was absolutely no chance that was a goal, though. Luca was good two yards offside when Norwood flicks the ball on. So, um, can't really have too many complaints. But I think Ross is right. Like these days do happen, of course they do. But it's just that, that Ipswich had, had left themselves needing perfection for the best part of two months, heading into the the final two months of the season, which. Which is why we've we've been saying for much of those two months that that it's an incredibly tall order for them to to make it in because you you can't be perfect you can't legislate for the games where it just doesn't happen for you and, and you don't score goals it's happened a few times now even under Kieran McKenna when everything's been so good obviously there's there's so many dropped points out there but um but you can't have too many too many complaints I don't think mm, absolutely surprise Backinson was dropped Andy yes. Um, yeah, I, the, in, in terms of selections, like there haven't been too many occasions where where kind of I've been left kind of head scratching a little bit at decisions that McKenna has made. I'm, I'm often a bit confused about what the criteria is to get a start, seemingly alongside Selena at the moment in the in the two behind the striker. It seems quite fluid, Chaplin or Aluko, but 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 that's fine. They're both good players, and I, I'm I'm happy with that, but. This one, um, 
were talking about it before the game with Stu. This one left me scratching my head a little bit. Um, that partnership with back, unless there's something we're not aware of, a little niggle or anything along the way. I don't think there was, but that you never know. Um, it's a head scratcher because that partnership was coming together back in back in Sydney, Morsi and there. Carol, mm. um, Carol's had some some decent games for Ipswich, but he's had some stinkers as well. And this was this was one of those he. He's, he kind of clogs things up a little bit slow, a bit ponderous. To, he just doesn't. He doesn't look like he enjoys playing football to me. Um, yeah, which obviously I'm, I'm sure he does. But it, I don't know. It just um, he, he didn't have a good afternoon. And um, if the right side isn't working for Ipswich, which it, it wasn't to its full extent in this game because Cambridge did such a good job on it, you need to have that drive through the middle of the pitch to, to threaten because. Because we know the left side is a bit it's a bit lopsided in terms of threat from the flanks and Morsi tried to do as much of it as he possibly could alone, but um it just lacked the drive through the middle of the pitch, which which ultimately then meant that that players like Selena and Chaplin and Lathley Aluko didn't have space to work because it all got clogged. Um and it all kind of combines to a team that that had chances but 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 not sort of a wild a wild string of them so yeah to, to answer your original question yeah very I was very surprised mm-hmm. by that one um and I think I think that that decision was was a that was a part of why it didn't happen for town in this game that's interesting you say about not enjoying his football not enjoying things I mean it's interesting it's like so the, I do we enjoy doing this podcast I mean that's the question you know that we have to address ourselves now when we've lost one nil but I do I really do uh, Andy I don't know about yourself I really, yeah, of course we yeah, do. Ross, 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 are you, Ross, are you, you, you happy? Yeah, I'm buzzing. Yeah, buzzing. See, so it's good. So although you might not do very well, you can still enjoy it, you know. And um, so we enjoy this. Um, Ross, go back to carry on back with the game. Um, we still can't seem to get what we call a striker. Now, a strikers score goals. They like the idea is they play up front and they score. They they like hit the net. Mm. They header it in or they kick it in or. And we still can't find a striker scoring a goal. That is so frustrating. Yeah, of course. Uh, Norwood got the nod for this game, um, and he, you know, he worked tirelessly. I thought, um, but Cambridge stopped our biggest threat, which is the right side. Um, Wes Burns, Junoy, you know what? What a partnership down there. But Cambridge found a way to deal with them. Um, they had a few moments, Burns and Diashen, you know, attacking wise. But when you Stop one of our main threats. Of course, our striker is not going to get that that service that he needs. But yeah, I, I felt like we could have played all day and we wouldn't have scored. Um, once again, I think we we're poor at set pieces. I think it's, it's proven that we've been poor at our own set pieces and actually defending set pieces because you know the Oxford goal, the late equaliser a few weeks ago, we conceded. And then but same with here with this free kick, you know. Um, and Cambridge had a few of those actually had a few dangerous free kicks and dangerous corners, and they've got some big boys. And that's what I think we're lacking is big boys. You know, they've got Joe Ironside, Paul Digby. Um, I think George Williams, he's another tall lad. Um, they've got a few big boys. So um, that's the last time I'm going to say big boys. Um, yeah, you've said it four times now, Ross. I'm <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think that is, that's one thing McKenna has to improve on next season is that position is our, our weakness at the moment. We're not, we're not scoring enough goals. Um, and yeah, as I said, we could have been there all day. We could be sitting at Portland Road right now and we still wouldn't have scored. 
well, we could have been indeed. We could be sitting at Portland Road right now, which would have been quite nice, actually, because that means we'd have stayed overnight, Andy, which would have been quite pleasant at the uh, a little tent or something on the side of the uh, pitch. Two, two nights we'd have been, if we were there now, we'd have, <laughs> we'd have had two nights stay. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. It, I'm not sure it would have been that, that good, if no. I'm honest. No, no what, what, what quite... would we have done? What well, would we, we have done worked. for 36 hours? Well, we could have, we could have sort of like just, we could have helped cut the grass or something, and just went in the morning, and then got up, had sort of like a little fried breakfast on the side of the pitch. I've been quite. Where are you getting that? Better. Where are you getting that from? Well, I'll get from. The, I'll go and get one of those pies from the media centre and see if I can warm them up or something. I don't have anything else with them, just a pie. But I mean, it's you know, if that's what you want for breakfast. We can have that. Anyway, <laughs> I digress. Uh, Andy, I did want to talk to you about again that a wonderful banners. There's a blue action who do these banners on uh-huh. the on the other. Oh, wonderful! I mean, I, I think they're absolutely terrific. So colourful. They did a lovely one for Mariner the other. Obviously, I've done loads. And another cracking one on on Saturday. What's what is that? Something tells me I'm into something good. A picture of McKenna. And um, and while we're at it, of course, mentioned the glory days artwork of. Um, uh, that was on the front page of the cover of the match on Angli- East Anglia Daily Times on Saturday of, of McKenna on a tractor. It's been so great. But it's great, isn't it, that the fans are doing so much, Andy, that those banners at the ground on Saturday again, so colourful, um, great to walk mm. out to for the players. It must be. It must be. And among some full stands as well, like mm. all, all of that combined. It's, um, you know, I, I really like what Blue Action do. I know, I know they're, I know they're, they're, there are some that maybe maybe aren't kind of into the into that way of enjoying football, kind of being loud. And there are different ways to enjoy football, of course there are. But I, I absolutely love what they what they've done in terms of those in those terms of those displays. They must be churning them out at the moment to get those sort of two done, kind of in back to back weekends. They can't take um, a short time to do, but um, they, they must be great when you're walking out of the tunnel and and, and yeah. seeing seeing that in the stands, some vibrancy, um, a bit of character. Like I'm sure the guys there have watched plenty of. I know they've watched plenty of football abroad. Um, so it's sort of some inspiration for that. Like German football. Yeah. Um, I went to Milan recently, and there was there's some brilliant stuff in 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 the crowd, and to to have that kind of going on at Portman Road is um is is really good to see. It makes these matches kind of. Just a little bit of something else, a bit of some something else memorable. We've talked so many times, haven't we, about games blending into one at sort of some of the tougher times of recent past at Ipswich. But just that bit of little bit of extra vibrancy is um is great. It's just yeah, and and the sentiment is it sentiment with it still stands despite the fact they didn't win this game. I under Kieran McKenna, I I still think there is some real good. Um, about about Ipswich, there's plenty to be positive about about the future. It's just um, it's just a real a real blow for for the the short term, which we kind of felt was probably going to come at some point. So um, it's just a shame that it that it has really with with five games to go because a team in the form that they are, they went into this game eleven unbeaten. Mm. So to then kind of lose one game and have five left and have to face up to the prospect of your season being over um, after an 11 game unbeaten run with however many, I lose track of how many clean sheets it is now, like 11 or whatever it is in, in 18 matches, to have your season done with five still to go is is really tough. Must be really tough for the players to take. Wes Burns was saying after the game that they'd kind of discussed it and come to the conclusion mm. that it probably that probably was the case, mm. but that must be really difficult because they're pl- they've been playing so well and so much good has been happening. But um, mm. 
I guess there are so many reasons why we can talk about this season potentially ending the way that it is, and I'm, I'm sure we'll do that in a in a podcast at some point. But um, but yeah, it's uh, that's that, that's how it's looking. North Stand making lots of noise, uh, Roscoe. I mean, I, I, where do you sit exactly? I never know. You're sort of you wander about a lot, and you keep wandering <laughs> at the wrong places. Which I I, I see you sometimes in the press box, and there you are wandering around. I think you shouldn't be over there, and then you are, and then you're back somewhere else. Um, great, great stuff though in the North Stand um, with the uh, with the I caught the North Stand course. It's a Bobby Robson of course. I was uh, sorry, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, and I, I was called the North Stand. It's always the North Stand to me. Um, great noise, great banners, great atmosphere. Um, yes and no, in my opinion. Um, yes and no. Mean... no. Hang on one sec. I don't remember the question being a, a yes and no answer. How? What do you mean yes and no? How does that? How does that? How does it? I was talking about the atmosphere, and you went yes and no. So yes, it was. I think when the players came out and the banners, which were fantastic, and seeing looking around and seeing you know all the seats being you know filled up with you know all the town fans. But I think. How the game panned out, I felt the atmosphere was a bit flat, to be honest. Um, oh. And a few town fans spoke to me about that. They went, well, it felt a bit flat mm. because I think of how the game was turning out. And I think they were sort of going, mm, it's not going to be our day. It's not going to be that, that goal fest we're looking forward to. Um, of course, you know, fans still enjoyed themselves. You know, there's it was a her game two weekend, of course. So there's a lot of maybe first time fans, um, just people who are just enjoying the day itself. You know, the fan zone was great atmosphere there. A lot of activities going on. Um, you'd look outside and go, wow, look, look at what's going on here, you know. Um, people just enjoying their day. Of course, we get into the ground and then see the performance that was in front of us. Unfortunately, it wasn't what we wanted. Um, but no, it's those banners are fantastic. And as Andy said, they, they must put a lot of hard work into them because they're not just little flimsy banners. They're massive yeah. and, you know, a lot of lot of creativity and, you know, big you know props to Blue Action because they do a lot of hard work and bringing that atmosphere out there. Um but I just felt, yeah, I felt the atmosphere went a bit flat. Maybe just some town fans just resigned that we were going to lose the game because Cambridge did their job on us and fair play to them. Now, something tells me I'm into something good. Now, Stuart did a little sing-song here, uh, the Watson, Dr. Watson, a little sing-song on with, with last week on, on, on a something. I can't remember what it was now. It was, it was, it was extraordinary. He suddenly burst into song over a record. I can't remember what it was, Roscoe. I can't remember what it was, the, this song that Dr. Watson suddenly decided to, to sing along to. But um, does anyone know the tune to some, Something Sells Me? I'm into something good. Is that, is that the one, isn't it? That's, that's the one. Yeah. That's the one. I yeah, love it. That's good. Good. I want more of them. We want more little anecdotal sort of... Um, you know, phrase song, catch, catchy songs we can all sing along to on the podcast and when we're there. It's good stuff. Great stuff, Blue Action. We love all that. It's um, it's great to see uh, great support. Well, look, we've talked about Cambridge United. We don't want to talk about it anymore, to be honest. That's enough because, you know, we we're, we're, we don't want to. We want to be happy. You can look forward. There's lots to look forward to at Ipswich Town. Lots of, lots of positive stuff coming out. But unfortunately, this day was always set to come. It's just a shame. Well, we can still make the playoffs, you know. I mean, you do know that, Andy. I mean, I know you, so, but we can Mathematically, they can, yeah. But Thank come you. on, let's. We've been we've been speaking about this for weeks, and we like just look at the. I'm going to get the league table up in front of me just while we talk about this. It, it, of course, I want them to make the playoffs, but they're we're, we're talking about six points back from sixth place, and everybody above having a game in hand, and everybody above being in in really good form. Mm. It's too much. Come on, yeah. it's it's too much. Like, um. Andy, you've, you've, well, I know that's not, that's not what you no, want. No, you have no. I've changed my mind. In the in the in the space of five minutes, two minutes, even maybe in forty-five seconds, I've changed my mind. 
They but even it, like even if even if we're talking about Ipswich was seventh, six points behind Sunderland, with with a game in hand, I could almost think, oh well, what if Sunderland completely fall off a cliff and yeah. only win one of their last six, and Ipswich win all five of theirs? Um, That's what I'm thinking. Like, but then, but then there's Oxford, there's Wickham, Portsmouth are only five points behind Ipswich, but with three games in hand. There's there's always been too much too much traffic and every week these teams these teams are all on form they're all picking up points seemingly every week uh, there was a time during this game um on saturday where you looked at it and and if ipswich a nil nil if ipswich had scored a goal the way the results were meant that that town would have gone to two points off the off the playoff places with a win and the results sitting as they were. But then all of these teams found late goals. I think Sunderland scored a late a late one. Sheffield Wednesday scored a late one. Oxford lost to lost to Plymouth, but that was the only one that went went for town. It's, uh, of course I yeah. of course I want to believe that it, it can happen from here, but but it can't. I don't think it no. can. And and no. and it's felt like that for for quite a while, sadly, but that's but that even with that in the background, that's still not stopped us from feeling that things were going well for Ipswich. But because that at this point, that's all that that's all that really matters is is that things are going in the right direction for Ipswich, which they are. There are some some obvious issues that need to be solved in the summer, and and they need to be solved in the in the recruitment market where they're going to need to have a good a good window. I'd like them to have a good window and get it done early because I think one of the issues this season is that if you look at the core of the team, it it, it wasn't here until September. If, you, if you're thinking debuts for Walton, Edmondson, Morsi, Selina through the core of the team, it wasn't here. But that, that's jumping ahead a little bit. But there's so, there is a reason to believe we're into something good. There is but it's not happening this year. So we're going to have to all get our heads around a fourth a fourth crack at this. Reasons to be cheerful. One, two, three. That's the next one. That's the enduring the blockheads. Um, Roscoe, you probably do you remember them? Well, you won't remember too far too young. You probably you got to just about remember who, who do you, who's your latest group you remember? I name your favourite groups at the moment. Have you got any? Um, little mix. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. No, you're not, though, are you? You know, you say you are, but I don't think you are at all. I think a little mix. You know, a few, few little hits here and there. Yeah. Yeah. Little mix. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, <laughs> there you go. So that's, um. well, there, there you go. Well, let's move on now to, um. right, let's move on to, um. it's nice, it's nice little, little finish Cambridge now. I think we've, we've, we've had, we've, we've done enough of Cambridge. Uh, Roscoe, I want to bring you in something here. A little, little something I spotted on, little something I spotted on, Um. well, you spotted as well on Twitter this week, Cor- well, this weekend, Corrie and Dabba. Our on loan centre half, Republic of Ireland under 21. He's 22 years old and he thumped home his first senior goal of the season on Saturday um, for Salford City. He's playing for them, which I think is Gary Neville's. Is that Gary Neville's crew, isn't it, that up there? Yeah. But I don't know if you saw the goal on Twitter. Um, Roscoe, I mean, wow, that was uh, that was quite a strike. Yeah, he's for a centre half as well. Um, for him to be in that position and going for it, he's um, having a really good loan spell there. Which is good to see. I think Salford they're still in the chance of getting in the playoffs, so we could be having a a player in a promotion party, hopefully. Um, but yeah, he's had a great loan spell there. He, unfortunately, he suffered injury a few, you know, in, I think it was November time, and he was out for a few months. But he's come back in the team and he's playing week in, week out, and it's just great to see. And 
Um, I'm looking forward to him returning to town. I'm hoping Kieran McKenna will have a, a space for him in that that, that back three. Um, but yeah, great goal. And um, it's always good to see our lone players doing well. Uh, I think Brett McGavin a few weeks ago scored an absolute belter for Kingsland Town. Um, so every week it's, it's happening for some of our lone players. Um, of course, we've got a few other lone players who aren't doing so well. Dobra, um, well, Tyrese Simpson's back now. But um, but no, it's good to see that Corey and is doing well at Salford. Did you say, have you seen the goal, Andy? Have you seen the I have, yeah. Have seen, cut inside. Cut inside like a sort of, like, sort of thing. Watson played centre-half, didn't he, for, for a brain tree and bocking reserves. And I mean, sort of thing you can imagine him doing, coming in and thundering in. Well, something like that. But that was a Something like that. It was a cracking yeah. strike. It was lovely to see. Like, great to get your first senior goal, whoever you are. And um, yeah, good for him. With his right foot as well, um, which is is not his dominant foot. But yeah, he's we've, we've spoken about him quite a lot over the last few years on, on, on the podcast about how he has a lot of the attributes that you want for, for a left-sided set. He's been playing a fair amount of left-back for, for, for Salford, which I believe he also did when he was up at air a little bit because he's comfortable on the ball. So um, I wouldn't necessarily see him as the answer to Town's left-sided issues because he's a centre-back first and foremost. But could he come in and be a, a good squad addition to to sort of the, the left side of a of a back three? I don't see why not. I'd, I'd love to think that they'll give him a, a go to impress because, because he has got the attributes. He's quick, he's strong. Um, he reads the game well um, when he's on it, um, and he'll re- he's played twenty seven games of professional football in League Two this this season for a League Two team. So um, he'll have at least another five more. So that, that's that's really good, isn't it? And like Ross says, he, he may well still be involved in the in the promotion shake up there because I think looking at League Two, there's like something like four points separate third, which is the final automatic place, all the way down to tenth of which Salford are, are one of those in the mix there. So um, there's every chance they'll be um, they'll be right in that to the end of the season. So it, there's him and then there's, of course, there's Elkham Baggett as well, who yeah. is yeah. in and around the squad at the moment, who's with the squad at the weekend, was kind of the, the, uh, the 19th man who didn't make the bench at the weekend, but warmed up with the team and is clearly around it and he's having his chance to impress. So um, Cameron Burgess sort of form since he's come into the side for George Edmondson has kind of left me feeling that they might they might have enough at the back there for next season with Janoy Danassian, Luke Wolfenden, George Edmondson, Cameron Burgess and then one or both of of these two young lads that that, that might be enough it wouldn't shock me if they went out and looked for somebody else in there but um I don't think it's a desperate a desperate point of need if you've got two two young lads who um, you can give a good old look at in uh, in pre season. And of course, uh, Roscoe, you know, with 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 Towns almost doomed playoff position now. I suppose a few youngsters getting a game. I mean, obviously the dub is not because he's on loan for Salford all season. But I mean, we mentioned Simpson, and you know, we might throw for you know Humphreys has been mentioned. Perhaps we'll talk about this a little bit later on. I suppose, but maybe one or two might get chucked in now. Possibly, um, because that's what normally what teams do when they know the season's pretty much dead and dusted. You know, there's only a couple of games left to go. Let's chuck in the youngsters, because why not? Um, a lot of people go, well, don't play their lone players now, because if the season mm. is nothing to play for, then what's the point of playing, you know, Thompson? Of course, Backerson really should have played on Saturday, but do you then, then 
we're losing Lee Evans. Like once again, decided to talk about Cambridge again. I think that would have been a perfect game for Lee Evans, um, bringing his physicality and it, proving how underrated he is in terms of when when he's out, we do miss him. Um, but yeah, it'd be good to see some of the youngsters getting chucked in. You know, the big question might be Tyree Simpson, but um, we'll see what McKenna does. Um, but we may see the likes of Humphreys and maybe Baggett may get a chance to play. Mm. Be interesting, wouldn't it, Andy? Be very interesting. The last, the last few games, once, once a few things. Yeah, have... yeah. There's a fair, yeah. There's, there's plenty to talk. I think this might be something we talk about later in the week on the podcast in, in some real depth about what, what these last five games have, have to offer. But I, w- I wouldn't be chucking them in kind of wholesale. I, no, I would, no. I'd, I'd be dipping them, dipping mm. them in. Remember, there's two really tough games in there, especially tough. They're all tough, but the Rotherham and um, Rotherham and Wigan over Easter and. Ipswich also yeah. need to they need to make sure that this level of positivity kind of holds up heading over into the summer because things feel good. They do feel good. It's mm. they they're gonna fall short this season, but but things feel like they're going in the right direction and, and five games is quite a big sort of block to 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 kind of further that. So I wouldn't be I wouldn't be disrupting things too much but there are there are some things you could do just to maybe involve a, a few more of the players that are going to be around and maybe having a chance to having having a chance to impress in the summer maybe you could get them in and around things a little bit a little bit earlier there's certainly plenty of positivity around. I know we lost to Cambridge on Saturday, but overall, you know, Kieran McKenna's coming. He's done a fantastic job. I mean, the, the, the clean sheet record is outstanding. I mean, you can't you can't knock the importance of of, of not conceding goals, and that's what Town are not doing. It's nothing, you know, you're not going to keep winning games 3-2 and 4-3 and 5-4. You know, you need to not concede goals, which is what he has done. I like I like the, the dipping dipping players in and out, you said that. It's very, well, remind me of, like, having well, your chips and curry sauce. You know, a little chip and dip it in your curry sauce. Now, I like a little dip a bit of curry sauce. Andy, yourself, are you a curry sauce man? I, I... Well, from the chip shop kind of vibe, are we yeah, talking? Well, yes, from the chip shop, from the yeah. chip shop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Chips yeah, and it's, curry it's, sauce, yeah. Yeah, I'm okay Rock, with Rock. it. Sorry? Yeah, I am. I like it. Mm, Roscoe, yeah, I bet you love it, don't you? There's nothing oh, you love. Beautiful. I love that. Yeah, I, I picked that. Definitely fish and chips, a bit of curry sauce with the chips, and of course, the yeah. Chinese as well. Beautiful. Well, I mean, if you having, mentioned... are you having chips from the Chinese, Ross? No, no. I'm saying I have curry okay. sauce. I chuck curry sauce on my extra rice and whatever. Okay, that's no. fine. I mean, no. if you hadn't mentioned, if you hadn't mentioned players dipping in and out there, see Andy, I wouldn't have thought about this. But as soon as you're dipping in, well, I thought, oh, dip my chips in the old curry sauce on a, on a Saturday night, or whenever. Do you dip your chip in? Um, would you dip your chip in an egg as well in a, a nice little egg yolk? If you've got your ham oh. egg and chips at the pub, are you chucking your and... chip in in the yolk there? That's that's one of my favourite dipping. Moments. Do you know what I've started? I've, now you talk about this. You've got me going here. I realize I dip everything into everything I eat and drink. I dip biscuits. I dunk me biscuits. I dip me chips into um, egg, as you say. I dip me chips into curries. I, everything. I dip, dip everything into everything. It's um, yeah. Well, I shouldn't. Uh, yes. Well, there you go, Roscoe. I mean, you you look a man. You look a man who enjoys a, a chip in, a, in an egg as well. I do, and definitely um, you know, board egg and you soldiers. Know, the little soldiers. soldiers. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Oh, Andy! Yeah, yeah. yeah, there's nothing like more than 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 than, uh, than dippy soldiers in 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 an egg, Andy. Well, Beautiful. Yeah, me and my me and my little girl had, had egg and soldiers this morning. Um, oh. I need to. It's her birthday, so I need to sort her out a proper egg cup because at the moment we're having egg. We're having our eggs, right? We don't have egg cups. They're in shot glasses. Um, in shot glasses. Yeah, 
Like, like Zambuca sort of, or yeah, well, yeah, yeah, there's yeah, there's no alcohol in the glass. Oh, it's I thought you meant alcohol in the bottom so of the egg. Oh no, no, I'm not. I'm not kind of steaming the bottom of the egg in vodka <laughs> or anything or, or tequila. It's no, it's just an empty shot glass. But a three year old girl shouldn't shouldn't be eating an egg out of a shot glass. I need to sort her out with um. She needs a pepper pig, little pink. Yeah, pink, it, egg, it egg needs egg to be. Top. It needs to be pink. I will tell you that everything she needs to be pink. Yeah. Color. She loves okay. pink at the moment, so it's her birthday soon. Maybe I'll sort her out a little, uh, little leg cup. But um, yeah, egg and soldiers, thumbs up from me. Mm. Absolutely. Well, look, talk about little young, young little young girls. Let's move on to to the women of Ipswich Town Football Club. Um, um, it's almost a seamless sort of transition there. I thought felt quite good for me there. I'm quite impressed with that. Um, no, look. Um, oh. Oh, as if the weekend was not disappointing enough. Sadly, the, the Ipswich women at Roscoe, you were there. Um, it was a huge top of the table clash with Southampton. I have checked, looked at the table since, and that really was a bit of a body blow. They lost 2-1 to Southampton, who have games in hand on them. Is it only one team that seems to go up as well, uh, Roscoe, which which seems very tough? Um, big body blow that, Ross, the ladies losing to um, Southampton 2-1 on Sunday. Yeah, a bad weekend all round, really, for Ipswich Town. You know, Saturday was a disappointing Result and then yeah, it started so well on on Sunday. You know, got the goal um, one 0 at half time, um, all rosy, looking fantastic. And the second half, two killer blows early in the in, in the second half. Um, Southampton came out and scored two good goals, and I think that just killed the game. And Southampton went on to win all three points. And the question mark is: Is that now the season done for the women's team? Now is it? Two town sides, their season done on the same weekend. Um, you never, never say never, but a very disappointing result. And um, still got, a, you know, they still worked hard. The women's teammates. It's just, yeah, a disappointing result. And mm. they'll they'll look back and be disappointed, but they'll be proud of what they've achieved this season. You know, the, the FA Cup run, their first season in Tier Three. So many young players who have got so much potential. Um, so there's always positivity coming out of both the men and the women's side. But, yeah, disappointing result. And, you know, nice crowd once again. Um, Southampton brought their fans as well. They were, they were actually pretty pretty um, loud. And um, they were actually joking at full time saying, oh, we see you leaving and all that sort of stuff. It all, you know, <laughs> sneaking out um, because they were disappointed that we lost. But um, what was the crowd? Yeah. What, was the, what was the attendance, um, Roscoe? Uh, 673. So that's, that's, a good att- good. that's another good attendance, isn't it? Yeah, really good. Um, I think the Portsmouth, they're playing MK Dons and they were playing at Fratton Park and they only had 700 at Fratton Park. So at the Gold Star, 673 is mm. a decent crowd. Um, but yeah, disappointing result. And uh, yeah, they've only now got four games left to go and they're going to have to win all those four games and hope Southampton drop points. But we shall see. What kind of crowds would... would Mike, you might know the answer to this. What kind mm. of crowds would, would would Felix Stowe and Walton United be getting at the Gold Star ground for their first team games? Felix Stowe and Walton would get they're getting roughly 400, four hundred. Four, some over five hundreds as well. Three to three to five hundred um, non-league football. Um, but yeah, yeah, Felix Stowe's first team would get that. They get it on a regular basis, and mm-hmm. um, I think that the, the women have, have had these big crowds, and then they sort of a league a normal league match might drop down a few few hundred. Um, Felix Stowe actually had some decent crowds over the course of some. Go back to Felix Stowe's first team. You go back ten years, they might only have had 120 or something. So they've really increased. I'm just looking. I'm looking now. The last few games. Um, so against Modern Titrio, 286, 276 against Romford, Kirkland, Pakefield. That was a cup cup game. 160. Yeah. Averley, they had 414. 
So yeah, it dips and dips and goes. Yeah. I think it depends on who they're playing, but um, mm. they average probably mm. about maybe three hundred something like that. But obviously, Suffolk's got some really good non-league. It's got a good non-league scene, hasn't it? Obviously, with like Berry Town, Sudbury, Needham of Needham have obviously had a really good, really good season cup run of their own in there. But but kind of town women have kind of built themselves into. There must be occasions where they have the biggest attendance for a sporting event in the county away from Portman Road. Or, or when Ipswich are away, they must be at some time. And town women are at home. They've maybe built themselves up into the uh, sort of the best attended game in the county on some weekends, surely. Uh, but obviously, Speedway season is back, Mike. So, yeah, some, well, some big, big. Well, was, we, we thought it was back, Andy. We thought it was back, and then it snowed, which was a uh, which was extraordinary. Snowed on the first day of the Speedway season. I, I mean. Well, we've known that before, though, Andrew, haven't we? Let's, I called you Andrew there. You know, well, I got the speedway mode. I call you Andrew. Yeah, that's my my alter ego that that's yes. from the world from my years of covering speedway before before doing this. Um, yeah, that, demoted, that, to, demoted to football. Yeah, I know. down into his football job, but <laughs> but you're right. Yes, yeah. I mean, speedway obviously starting up, they get big crowds. They'll get you know crowds as well. But yeah, the, I mean, the, I think it's just town ladies team have done it. It's not so much the, the, the they've just generated a huge amount of interest haven't they that's what they've done and this is what an fa cup run can do for instance it's suddenly people have just become more aware i mean you've got people two or three years ago wouldn't even know anything about ipswich town women or women's football in general but it's all it's all becoming a lot more interesting and a lot more out there now isn't it and people are taking a lot more interest that consequently are going it's not just ipswich it's mm. needham women's team sudbury women's team um there's lots of other women's teams out there in suffolk um it's great i mean i, I football at all levels is great i mean i used to be a youth team coach i love youth team football I love non-league football. I love, you know, see the women's team doing women's football coming on is great as well. Um, and so, yeah, very good. Very good. But uh, it's a disappointing result for them then, Ross. But uh, as you said, they've had a great season. They have done. And yeah, they're inspiring the next generation. It's not just the girls. There's also the boys there watching young boys. And, you know, there's also, you know, the Phoenix and Walton supporters, they, actually, they go to the games. They actually get free entry. So I think they're just going, oh, why, why not? More football. Um and yeah, they just inspire the next generation. And um, yeah, they've got a true blue membership, so it's like a basically a season ticket. So hopefully, you know, they'll go to the final. We've got three home games, and there's the final game against Pompey away from home. Their final game of the season, so they've got three more home games. So if you're if you're free on the weekends, if you can't go to Shrewsbury this weekend, pop down on Sunday and support the girls. Mm, exactly. I hope you don't get in the red zone when you're wandering around the Gold Star ground at Roscoe and get yourself in a pickle. I imagine you probably do. Mike, Mike, Ross can do. Ross can do what he wants at these games. He's oh, he's can he? he's the yeah he's he's the big dog of the Gold Star. Oh gosh. Oh, Are by the way, I want to give you. a They've got a sweet shop at the Gold Star now. Have, yeah, I've seen the sweet shop. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's mate, he's amazing. I went in there after the game yesterday just to down my sorrows on the defeat, and I got myself a pick a mix and. Uh, yeah, and a few little. What, 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 what sort of sweets? They do love hearts. Love hearts are my favourite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, I fried eggs is my is the ah top tier fried eggs, and oh, I, I like fizzy like sweets as well. Yeah. So I got you know cola bottles and other st- stuff like that, and even oh, watermelons. Cola bottles. Cola bottles. Bo- cola bottles are my that the fizzy yeah. fizzy cola bottles with the odd little cherry one chucked in chucked Ooh. in as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're my um, yeah, they're they're my jam. And you never remember, you never remember sherbet. Do you remember sherbet dips? They still do sherbet dips. Yes, 
It's incredible. Well, fantastic stuff. Well, that's well, it's a shame about the ladies. Um, but as you said, they've had a great season, so it's just like, but never mind that. But uh, well, well, I hope you enjoyed listening to the Kings of Anglia podcast. Myself, Mike Bacon, uh, La Pork de la Pork. That's <laughs> a little, um, I don't know why I call myself that. It doesn't mean anything. Um, it doesn't anyway, mean anything um, at all, does it, Mike? No, it means, no, nothing. Absolutely, it means nothing. absolutely nothing. The pork no, of the pork. Yeah, it means nothing at all. Um, now, before we we, 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 we we have to talk a little bit, <laughs> Andy, you weren't, uh, you weren't here last week. Um, and while you weren't here, Stuart, Stuart Watson, it was Stuart Watson, Stuart Watson said, and Stuart Watson said it every time, Stuart Watson said that we're to spend your million pound picks on lots of whatever we wanted to. Stuart Watson said, you, you wouldn't mind, Stuart Watson said. So we did. Go on then. What, what have you what have you done? At some point, I'm going to go through all of this and work out just how much of this money has been cost, has been chucked away by Stuart Watson. Because we, we go, there's been a few incidents of this over the last season and none of them have ever ended well. So what have you what Well, have the you good done? news is, the good news is Sam Morsey scored. Yeah, so that's my bet. Yeah. What about yours? Yeah, that's that's me doing my, my yeah. So I won my portion yeah. of it, yeah. Well, that, that, that's, that's about it. What else have you done? Uh, Do you even know what you've done? Well, yeah, sort of. We, we. Well, I think I had, I think I had something like five goals for the, for the game before for game against Plymouth, and there was like one. Yeah. And 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 and, and Roscoe said something about Bond to score when he didn't, and and Stu Watson thought it'd be a nil-nil draw, which it wasn't. And then, on for the Cambridge game, I think we all went like. Whoa, whoa, six, whoa, whoa, whoa. Six, So, if one yeah, of you had games. there to be five goals. Yes. And another one of you had there to be none. Well, we thought we'd cover all bases, Andy. We said we'd cover all bases. We thought it's either going to be nil-nil or five-nil. And it was one-nil. None of you thought it would be one-nil or two-nil. Well, well, to be right. fair, Ross did, but but he then got it all wrong because he said McBonnell score. Mm, he didn't. He didn't. No. Like we lost a lot of that. Well, and, then, and then on Thursday, to be fair, we thought they'd thrash Cambridge and we all went like six-nil, eight-nil. I went ten-nil. Right. That didn't win, did it? No, no. So we don't know how much money you've got in the million pound picks, Andy. <laughs> but but um, we, we don't much you've got left. But we'll, I'll let Stuart Watson ex- talk to you tomorrow about it because he's 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 back tomorrow and he can he can explain it because that was his his idea. It was all his idea. Okay, you've you've thrown him under the bus there, haven't you? Both of you. Oh, yeah. What well, he's got here, is he? Ross, you're, Ross, you're putting your hands up in protestation, but you've just got your microphone off and staying out of it, and just letting Mike chuck. Yeah. Chuck forced you under the bo- <laughs> under the bus, but um, gambling doesn't pay. Should be well, the message. Well, take we, the message. As, we, as we have proved, it certainly yeah. does not. In fact, I want to put a hundred thousand pound on one of my bets, but what Mister Watson wouldn't let allow me because he said that's far too that's far too much money. He's probably he lost, didn't it? So yeah, it's probably probably right. If 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 million pound picks has done any good. This season, and I, I would struggle to argue that it has. In in many ways, it's been a, a feature of the podcast that should probably never feature again. In in yeah. in many ways, mm. but if it if it's convinced just one, just one person out there not to gamble because it's a mugs game, it's done its job. Because I've I've lost. I've dread to think how much you've bet, but we've probably lost about half a million quid. That's Me? a lot. I have on my Me, own. Well, us, I, I have the, on my own in the last couple of weeks. Exactly. It's not good, is it? 
it's not clever. No, I'm, I'm a laugh. I've got a sort of smile on my face. He watches our video, but I don't. I'm not proud of it. It's 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 silly. It's silly. That knock. At, state... I just heard that knock at the door as well. They those bailiffs are, will be on their way very soon. Well, I'm not. I'm looking out. Yeah, there's people outside my people outside my front door. At the man, but I think I think some man's got to deliver me a fence. But I mean, he'll have to just wait another five minutes because um, I'm not going to sit on the fence right now. But anyway, um, look, look, I hope you're enjoying the King's Angle Pass. We said we're coming to the end now of our little chat about uh, about the weekend, which is so disappointing. But there's lots of good things that's happened as well. It, the, the town is still going in a positive direction. Uh, season ticket sales, of course, have been fantastic. A good start to them, which was good to hear. Here, Andy, you weren't here last week. Obviously, nice to hear those. That, that, that made a positive start. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that numbers. I think there's third. If you include like the half season tickets that they sold after Christmas or whenever they went on sale for the second half of the season, they 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 kind of had existing pot is thirteen thousand eight hundred, I think, in terms of what they've got at the moment. And you have to imagine that that number's gonna gonna go up. Um, yeah. so, so that's great. That's that that's all building to next season when when we'll be hoping that the team the team can the team can deliver because. Um, a lot of the other stuff feels like it's it's kind of coming into place. So, uh, yeah, like you say, and like we like we've tried to say um, in amongst the gloom, there's there are there are reasons to smile about being linked to Ipswich Town at the moment. Um, there, there certainly are, Andy. It's a lot of positivity. And um, look, I, I hope everybody's enjoyed listening to our podcast this morning. My God, my God, lunchtime, a little tub of curry sauce, I think. I just, I just decided on a little fancy. It's made me hungry, that has. I might pop up the answer. Um, don't forget to um, follow and, and um, our, our sponsors on uh, manscaped.com, where you can um, you can get 20% off, I believe, with the uh, KOA uh, code, with your little, um, um, what are they called? Things in your ears and things up your nose and things everywhere else you want to trim. Um, yes, that, yeah, upstairs, down downstairs, wherever you want to trim things. Uh, Manscaped.com is the place to go. Why not? It's a good thing to start with. This is, two, this is 2022. Keep yourself looking sharp. Keep yourself looking sharp, Roscoe. I'm talking to you particularly. But anyway, keep yourself... Yes, exactly. Yep. Support Manscaped.com. There are great sponsors. And um, yeah, thank you very much. Um, look, I hope you enjoyed this to the King's Van Gogh podcast. Uh, Andrew, I'm going to call you Andrew again, because I think that's why I, I quite like that name. Um, Andrew, lovely to speak to you. Hope you, send, uh, hope you have a good week, a week ahead. You too, Michael. And uh, and uh, Roscoe, I hope you do well and have a good time. Yes, have a good week. Try and keep out of trouble. And um, yep, well, well, we'll see you next time. We'll see you later in the week. There'll be a big build up to the Shrewsbury game. That the, the Heath monster might even be back. Doctor Watson might have had, uh, uh, be out of the be out of the hairdressers and back to, to, to chat to us as well. And um, well, look, glad you've enjoyed listening to us on the KL Podcast. We'll see you true crime to football, Brexit to football. More great podcasts from Archon. Head to audioboom.com/channel/archon.
facebook.com slash channel slash art.